Do you want to talk about Professor Layton time travel? Can we talk about closed loop time travel? Okay, this is literally what our first episode of the show was about. But I love I love closed loop time travel. I want you to know that Professor Layton doesn't actually have time time travel in it. They have fake time travel. So Professor Layton is my favorite series of all time, and I have a very long story leading up to why I got into it. Okay. So Professor Layton, back in ye old, it wasn't twenty seven. Or 2027. It wasn't 2000. It, I don't think it was 2006. It must have been 2007. I don't know the exact year. It was a decade ago, though. I know that. So, at least a decade. So, a decade ago, my parents, because I was a very flighty, which that's what they use. My parents use flighty as a term for ADHD meltdown. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. So, flighty, I was extremely flighty as a young child, so I would have meltdowns every fucking day for really stupid shit because I didn't know how to cope with anything and had no way of, uh, like, figuring out how to cope. Mm -hmm. So, anything that kept my attention longer than 20 minutes was godsend to my parents. Yeah. (laughs) So, I saw a commercial for the Nintendo DS. Nice. And I, I saved up. I mowed lawns, I did chores, I literally would, like, go and do so much shit just for, like, anybody that I asked, just to get paid. And I saved up approximately $36. <laughs> That's not <laughs> enough for a DS. That's, I know. like, relatable, though. I'm very aware that it was not enough for a DS. <laughs> and that was as much as I could make, and I cried about it for weeks, because I had exhausted all opportunity that I had to make money. Because as a seven-year-old, or probably six, I don't remember the exact year, as a young child... Didn't have a lot of opportunities. Didn't have many opportunities. And so it was just family friends, and my family doesn't have many friends. (laughs) So so it it was pretty exhausted pretty quickly. So my parents were like, you know what, just give us the $36, we will pay for the rest of the Nintendo DS. And my dad came home that day, like, I gave it to him in the morning came home from daycare and my dad came home at five o'clock and he was like super excited and he was grinning and he was like i got a surprise for you and i was like fuck yes because it was the ds yes and with the ds he got me nintendogs professor layton and the curious village yes and one other game that i don't remember because it was probably shit (laughs) (laughs) valid and so i played nintendogs non-stop for 10 days and then I was like, let's move on to the next game. Because <laughs> my attention had dissipated. Yeah. Nintendogs is not a game that you can, at least for me, oh, but you did. exhaust oh, I completely. Ham. I went ham for the first Okay, days. well, I mean, if you lagged, logged 10 hours a day on Nintendogs, you do you, my friend. Yeah. It was rough. I, I do uh, remember playing Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> rough. <laughs> Keep in mind, I had actual real-life dogs to live with. So, like, I love my dogs. And I still love my dogs. It was hardcore. Big love. So, I'm just one of those people. And so, I moved on to Professor Layton in the Curious Village. First Professor Layton game. And played maybe two hours of it and was like, this is fucking metal mm-hmm. and i remember talking to my mom about it because she had played it while i was like sleeping you and can't stuff. have been six oh my god oh no i was not good at reading this game <laughs> taught me how to read so as a six-year-old that was that's me. honestly that was that's so good 
The thing is, like, okay, listen, me and Mary's little brother Thomas, he learned to read by playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Pokemon is really good for teaching kids. Griffin McElroy taught himself how to read by, I don't know why everyone By watching his brothers play Final Fantasy. That's really wholesome. I'm sorry, I just got very anxious in the middle of that. It's okay. Okay, so. He's on the ramp. Yes. Yeah, sorry. So, Professor Leighton, I was like, wow. At the time, keep in mind, I had really bad attention problems. Yeah. And inattentiveness was literally the biggest menace to me, especially in school. I suffered with reading, and so my dad Mm -hmm. would constantly read books to me to try and help. And I just was not too hot at it. Yeah. I got really good at it later, and it's because Professor Layton was my homeboy. And so (laughs) I played this game front to back, and then I was like, this isn't finished. This game's not done. That was the Curious Village, right? Yes. Does that have, like, a secret ending or something? It does. It does have a se- it does have a secret ending, and the only way to access the secret ending is by collecting enough picarats, which oh, are the, like, well, no the key points. Oh well, no wonder I never got it. The key points that you get every time you solve a puzzle. Yeah, they're like to money. unlock. Yeah, 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 to unlock the secret ending. And so, when I realized that, I thought, this is bullshit. And I went through and I painstakingly, painstakingly, redid every single puzzle to get the full amount of picarats. I wrote down every answer that I could physically find Mm -hmm. to each puzzle to make sure it was correct first try. Got it. Redid it every time. And so I I got it. Yeah, That was was the first time I think I had ever focused more than like a good 30 minutes on anything. If it was was, if it was longer than a, a 30 minute kids show I was done. And so this is the longest I focused on anything. And my parents realized that, and they were like, this is the key. Yeah. <laughs> so video games, yeah. video games Which got that magic power. Like, like yeah, games. they like video games. Yeah. And so that was really great. They mm-hmm. liked to bond with me over that for nice. the first few years of my life. Because my mom would play those games after I finished them. Because I would hoard them until I was done. <laughs> And so, after that, they bought me Diabolical Box, which is technically the next after that. I know about that one. Yes, that is my favorite of all, like, I have them all ranked. Mm -hmm. Diabolical Box and Azran Legacy are the same wave for me. Wait, I I haven't heard of Azran Legacy. It was for the 3DS. Yes, Azran Legacy was for the 3DS. Okay. I I went into that one first without any backstory, and I don't think I got the full effect. Probably not. I don't know anything about Professor Lacey. That, that one is extremely plot heavy. That one is extremely plot heavy. Well, then I would probably be into it and I need to it's get a 3DS one perfect. It is such a perfect there game. There are Honestly, enough on the DS that you can start. Though. Yeah. Like, there's quite yeah, a few there's, on the DS. There's the, yeah, I, mean, I mean, no, I've played all the ones on the DS. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Unwanted Future fucking broke me. I cried for like two weeks. I cried for like two weeks. I cried during the entire game because I heard that it was the last of the series. Someone told me, I think I found it on like an online forum, that it was the last of the series. Keep in mind, Azuron Legacy and Miracle Mask had not come out yet. Thought it was the last that was ever going to happen. And I cried from the time I started it to the very end because I thought this was the last taste I would get of Layton. 
and his good hat. So, <laughs> I mean, that was he not. That was that, that was not my exact experience. Can I spoil Professor Layton and the Unknown Future right now? Yes. Okay. So see, no, I don't think anybody cares. So, it's a dead phantom. Yeah, but like yeah. at the end of Professor Layton and the Unknown Future, when fucking Luke gets on the ship and his family moves to America, I was like distraught about that. The thing like, is, is the reason it's so fucked up is because not only has Luke spent the last, like, at least four or five years with Leighton with almost no contact with his family, yeah. his parents were also very, very manipulative and borderline abusive because they knew he had a problem. They knew he was atypical, and they did nothing. All the games came out out of order. Yeah. So the very first in the game is Spectre's Flute. And the Which very, I haven't played. <laughs> the very, very last is On One Future. Mm -hmm. So, Inspector's Flute, that's when Professor Layton travels all the way to Miss Hollery, which is the city that Luke lives in. So Luke is the son of the mayor of Miss Hollery, and Luke is basically like, I'm having problems where I talk to animals, my parents don't understand, and I feel very unsafe being here. And so, so Layton's like, I'm here to take you. We're gonna fix this. We're gonna figure something out oh, for no, you, my no, man. Oh no, no! I'm even more sad about the unknown future. I know. Aww. So, so, Fuck. so they go through this huge adventure, right? Where and you're gonna like, be okay over there? No. <laughs> it's so fucked up. All of my childhood abandonment issues were like. Yeah. <laughs> I so don't know. Sad. It'd be like that. <laughs> it's so sad. I will probably cry talking about this. So. They are, like, going through this huge adventure, right? And they get to, like, meet a bunch of crows, which are, like, this big team. It's kind of like a gang thing. The crows are a gang? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't be in a crow gang. Yeah. The yeah. crows are, like, this gang. Keep in mind, I haven't played these in a hot minute, and a lot of this <laughs> yeah. might be stuff I made up. It'd be like <laughs> that. totally valid. This be Keep true. going. Mm. Or, like, this gang thing. And they run, like, a black market type thing. And the, the thing is, is... In the game, they they lead you to believe it's a whole gang of people. It's one guy, and he's really good at what he does. It's this one kid named Crow, and he's in charge of everything. And he runs this whole market, and it has fucking Miss Tollery wrapped around his finger, and so he can do anything he fucking wants. At the same time, there's also this giant specter running around town, and the only person that, like can tell when it's going to come is Luke and it's destroying buildings it's killing people that's not explicitly stated in the okay. game which game is this the plot of a game? Spectre's, Spectre's Flute. Flute. This okay. is some heavy autistic yeah. coding on Luke though yeah. Like, yeah. This isn't explicitly <laughs> stated but people are legitimately dying. It's not said in game because it's a child's game yeah. but it's heavily implied Yeah. And so It's a murder mystery And so people are like <laughs> disappearing or like there's just a lot of shit going on. This game is super fucking in depth, and so Luke is like, I know, I, like I know when it's coming because I can hear the flute that is being played before the specter shows up. So ominous. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and so, so Layton's like, let's find this flute. So they go and they go to like this huge mansion thing, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? And. Layton has this huge underlying, like, every single game, the plot is literally, like, s weird stuff's happening. It's actually a robot. The end. 
So I had noticed that. Yeah. 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 And so this one is they find like a giant whale manatee thing living with this girl who is like in a an abandoned mansion with her brother mm-hmm. and she her name's Ariana. Uh she basically is like playing this flute to calm down this like abandoned animal mm-hmm. and the animal is like projecting and making this huge specter that is destroying the town because it's so distraught. No. Yeah. It's so very, it's like very sad. I cried so hard. Actually spooky and tragic. Yeah, it's very Aww. spooky and tragic. But they free it and they get it home and it's all Gucci. All good. You say that a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's all good in the hood. <laughs> nice. I can't remember the exact order. I'm a fake Layton fan. Not you speak really. in a very particular way, and that is very endearing. It's very good. I enjoy it. I need to look up the exact order because I don't want to. Be I'm wrong. sorry. Yes, I'm still just. I'm still just having big emotions, TM, about fucking Layton leaving, like letting Luke like leave. Like the thing fuck. is, though, is yeah. it, when you watch that scene over, Luke is like, "Hey, hey." You don't need to cry if you're a gentleman. Gentlemen don't cry and they don't make a scene in public. I'm and, and Luke says, I'm too young to be a gentleman so far. Aww. I'm going to cry anyways I'm and make a scene in public because oh, I know no. you've taught me different, but I am a this little is how it be. Listen, oh! he's a little boy. Yeah, he's just so, a little boy. Oh, he's no. a very little boy. Fuck. Literally, He's games are good. We should play them. Literally, sometimes. nothing so is ever like, like fucking adoptive father figure narratives are never gonna stop fucking me up as long as I live. That's Same. so valid. <laughs> it's so blessed. Like okay. I feel like that's you a very me. universal queer experience. Is I have no good father figure. <laughs> like that's such a stereotype, but it's so true. It okay. is. Oh my god. I wonder why. Well, yeah, it's toxic also... Toxic masculinity. <laughs> hang on, hang like... on, hang on. I feel like the same would be true about adoptive mother figures in fiction if they fucking existed. They don't. Yeah. They yeah. don't. They because don't. the moms just die. I they don't, don't write the moms. They just kill them. It's bad, It's so cursed. Uh, like... Ah, uh, they don't write the mom figures. They just kill them and then have a male figure stand in and it doesn't work. There aren't any female fic- characters in fiction yeah. that adopt children on the broad scale of fiction. Like, um, there are some small me, ones. Jade from Beyond Good and Evil, a trans <laughs> icon who owns an orphanage. I don't know that one. <laughs> I was fucking amazing. I was literally just thinking of Janeway from Voyager. Oh my god, you're Mom so right. To the whole show. You're so right. <laughs> I love Star Trek so much. But anyway, like, Janeway and Chakotay are both trans, the end. There's True. some small ones like like sorry about this, but the rule is if you're named Jade, you're trans. <laughs> Jade Harley from Homestuck. That's it. That's the only time I'm referencing. I want Homestuck to light on myself show. on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Homestuck literally makes my blood pressure just Homestuck and everyone what, wants to die. So we're I moving on. So hard into Homestuck. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We are not talking but about Homestuck on this podcast. I want to finish okay. the latent stuff. So bad. Oh yeah. I'm so okay. sorry. I just wanted oh, to going, mention like yeah. there's there's the Janeway stuff and that one episode where Sam Carter on Stargate yes! adopts Cassandra. That's my favorite Stargate episode. Yeah, okay. At least as hard as every dad after, narrative after, ever. After the three of us finish Stargate, the three of us are doing a Stargate specific 
spin episode because that was me and Charlie's special interest as children, but yeah. we can't do this episode and not spoiler you. So we have to wait till we finish the show. Okay, yeah. and I mean, I will Tell probably have to read it. I love her. Look at this and say that. You're so She's right, Ryan. very queer. Okay, is Beyond Good and Evil a video game it's or a PS2 game? It's also a video game. Oh, she's very trendy. I can give you my GameCube copy. It's oh, a man. really good game. It's like a 3D uh, platformer, but you don't actually platform. It's more like just collecting items. A big uh-huh. part of it is taking pictures of mm-hmm. the different creatures that live on this planet to send to the Science Institute, and they give you money for it, and Neat. you can use it to upgrade your ship. And basically, the whole thing is like save the orphans and. It's also corporate espionage. And she's oh my a journalist god! And she goes deep, deep undercover into their factories and discovers that they're tr- like, well, I can't say that, but she discovers like some dark shit. I love it's, this. It's one of my favorite games ever. Oh my it's god! So good. If you're oh my okay gosh. with lending us a I copy, I would never love put. To play it's it. actually it, there's a remake on the 360, which I have, so I can give you my GameCube copy. It's oh my kind god! Kind of, or at least temporarily. I wouldn't like it back. But yeah, like, we'll send it back. I don't worry. play it though, so you can keep it and for however long it takes to beat it, because mm-hmm. it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> you were, like, really excited about that for a second. That's nice. really good. Do you ever just nice. forget to pull your pants up before you leave a room? <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I got, up, I got up from the from the toilet, and I was like, that dog's fucking cute, which I've wanted to say the last three times. Yeah, we have a tiny dog statue in the bathroom. I love that. It's bad. Sister, she, I, I have no reason it. to have it. I have no reason to have it. It's and and yet we have it. Okay, do you know what I want for the bathroom? Have you seen... Another porcelain dog, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen... It's like a screenshot of a text conversation, and the picture is of a lobster holding a platter full of tampons. And oh, yes, yes, the yes. comment under it is, yes. why do we have this lobster in the bathroom? And the other comment is, it's a crustacean menstruation station. And the first person says, you're moving the fuck out. I love that. <laughs> that's that's so what good. I want in our bathroom. God, the crustacean menstruation station. Listen, yeah, I got it doesn't was have like, to be hot dog. <laughs> literally got to the door and I was like, my underwear's down. <laughs> I definitely do, though. I've almost left the bedroom without a shirt on, and I know that would make 90% of the people here uncomfortable, including me. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Listen, it's define, my own fault. You can't divide five in such a way that you get 90%. It I would don't be 80%. fucking care. It would be oh 80%. God. I don't care. What if I'm only half? Who wasn't uncomfortable would be Charlie. Some kind of math nerd? What if I'm only half? I majored in English. English major. What does she have in this discussion? <laughs> but what, what is up to say for you? With it? <laughs> okay, then that is 90%. <laughs> you are correct. No, that's correct. That's so fucking correct. It's very bad. It was very bad. It was uncomfortable with me and being shirtless. So, like, you'd be comfortable. Everybody's shirtless. No, the thing is, is, like, I feel like that's kind of weird, but also you're trans, so who fucking cares? One titty in, one titty out. One titty in, one titty out. Men's titties are not bad. Women's titties? Probably. (laughs) Probably. Riley's the only one who has to wear a shirt. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) What about envy people, though? Can they have, like, half a tit? Yeah, only one titty is allowed to be exposed. As an envy myself, as an envy myself, I can tell you that what envy is wearing is no shirt. Yes. (laughs) 
so the next game, keep in mind, this is probably going to be seven hours of me talking. <laughs> An hour per game continues. I'm so sorry. So the next game in the series is Miracle Mask. Let me just let me just go over it with y'all. Wait, is this our Professor Layton movie? Yes. Hang on. Okay. I've seen that. I, saw, I bought it for Thomas years and years ago. Listen, Kyper. It is not a problem if you talk to us for seven hours. seven hours about Professor Layton, that just means we have seven episodes ahead of time. That's true, that's true. <laughs> yes. Refresh my memory on this movie because all I can remember about it's it is feeling the opera very singer. sad. Yes. Okay, about okay. It. so Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva is about yeah. a woman named Janice who calls <laughs> Professor Layton and she's like, or she doesn't call him, I'm sorry, it's, it's England. They send a letter. <laughs> so, so she sends him a letter and she's like, Professor Layton, I need your help because this... That my best friend passed away recently because she was very sick. <laughs> Cancer. Uh, very what? sick. Very depressing. Uh, and she <laughs> passed away. And, and this young woman came up to me in a cafe Thank and you. was like, I'm, I'm, what's her face? Fuck, what's her name? It's like... It's not Melody oh, or something like that. It probably is Melody if it they're opera with, singers. Yeah. Layton is not it's, a subtle series. Well, no, it's That's definitely true. not Melody. It's definitely not Melody. <laughs> but her name does definitely start with an M. And so, and so she's like, "Oh wait, it's uh, it's fuck! I fucking lost it. No, I fucking lost it. Miranda? No, that's my. I'm gonna Google it. But regardless, it's like M E something. Melinda, maybe." <laughs> Hold on. Messy bitch. <laughs> Too Messy drunk. Bitch. Melody. What's the name of his character? There's a Homestuck Fuck. character. Melina. There Melina. we go. Melina Whistler. That's a cool name. I'm sorry Thanks. I'm bringing up Homestuck. I apparently do that more when I'm drunk. Me too. You're man. valid. <laughs> but yeah, and so so this the premise of Eternal Diva is literally she's like, My best friend Melina passed away, but then another really young girl that looks pretty kind of like kinda similar to Melina showed up and she was like I remember everything that you told me, and I'm Melina. And so Professor Layton's like, I gotta investigate this. And so he goes. Reincarnation. Yeah. So he goes, and the Eternal Diva is literally just like, so Janice is like, hey, I'm in this opera. Come watch me play at this opera, and then we can talk. We can have a conversation about this. And so they're they're there. They're watching the opera, and it's on co something called the Crown. Fuck, I can't. I'm an idiot. But it's called the Crown. <laughs> Something. I thought they were on a ship. Move, it is. That's the twist. It was connected to the the, the dock, and oh, it starts yeah. to float away mid show. Yeah, yeah. They thought show. they thought they were on, on like some big fancy building, but it's actually a boat, and they like end up in the middle of the ocean, and no one can escape. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. End up in the middle I remember of, that. Zero. And then it turns into nine nine nine. Yeah, and they're like in the middle of the ocean, and this guy comes out, and he's like, "You gotta solve this puzzle, and if you don't solve this puzzle." You don't get to like move on to the next step. You get to stay on the boat, and so everybody's this like, literally "We gotta do this." This combines yeah. your two things. I know. Nice. So we got, they like move on to the like. Okay, we gotta solve this puzzle, and the first puzzle is zero zero one. And I'm an idiot, and I fucking have watched this movie so many fucking times. I love it so much. So he's like, "The puzzle is zero zero one. What is the what is the thing that you can see at night?" Regardless of where you are, the I don't know the actual puzzle, but that's basically what it is. Is it the North and Star? Like, it's the stars, <laughs> and nice. so so they get to move on to the next puzzle, and so they're like on a boat and they're on the speedboat. <laughs> 
going off to like I skipped a whole game. I'm you can't so sorry. See the stars at night if you're in LA. True. <laughs> nice. Or Denver. Or Lansing. Your eyes are red. If you, you, I'm are drunk. you zooted? <laughs> I'm zooted. Would you like to lie down, dearest? I have been. I've been head desking because that's the only place it's for me okay. to lie my head. It's okay. And so they are on the speedboat, right? And they're like sailing off to like a new island. And they're on the boat, and I'm Layton is just chilling. He's minding his own business. He's being a fucking okay, gentleman. Keep in mind, as keep in mind, as like they're like struggling to get onto this speedboat because it's. Titanic scene where they're like oh, yeah, rolling the down sinking, the boat. Yeah, yeah, the boat starts sinking. It just turns into a submarine, so it's fine. Oh. Uh, so they as it's like sinking, they're trying to get speedboats out so you can go. And if you pass the puzzle, you get to move on to the next step. So they get on the boat, and Blayton is being a fucking gentleman and letting the women and the children on first, and nice. he gets on, and they're like sailing off, and some ladies like. You're fucking famous, and the other person's like, I, you're famous too, y'all. And they're just like going over like the famous people in the boat that you should know, but you don't because nice. you're not in that universe. <laughs> yeah. And so It'd they get to like the, they get to the island, right? And they're like walking around, and they're like, "Wow, this is fucking beautiful. Like, we out here for real. We just <laughs> stranded. <laughs> we just fucking stranded, y'all." And Wasn't, like, the point of this plot originally that they were, like, invited by someone who was dead and reincarnated, though? Oh my god, hang on, They're that's like just invited. Agatha Christie. <laughs> oh, it totally that's is. Just You're right! You're right, it is! Every mystery play. story is the same. Every murder mystery <laughs> is are, the same. Look, there are only six narratives in the world. People who study storytelling have determined this. There are only six! Uh, would you care to share I what disagree. they are? Here's my story. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> Wait, it's a really bad meme. Please <laughs> do. Well, meme, baby. I'm going to text it to you. Do you have your phone? Come on, say it. <laughs> well, it's, the content, it's, really, it's actually bad. Okay. Oh, no. Will you read well, it aloud? I will. I have no fucking, like filter. I hope y'all realize People that. People used to it's tell me that when I was a child, and like, I don't know if I've grown out of it, or if people just have decided that it's not worth commenting yeah. on anymore. I just have no filter whatsoever. <laughs> and so, okay, so they're on this island, they're like, wow, it's really beautiful, and Leighton keeps trying to talk to this young girl who Janice mm -hmm. is like, she's fucking the new girl. She's like, the hoe. She's what? fucking the new girl. She's, she's the old friend that died. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's oh, I thought you meant she was in lesbians. The new girl. She's in lesbians. Fucking coward. They're on this island. Leighton keeps trying to talk to her, and and she's like saying cryptic, edgy shit, where she's like, "You'll find out later." Oh my god. Excuse me. The drama. Yeah. And so then the wolves come. And they like the push wolves. literal wolves, like robotic wolves. Robotic. 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 Oh my yes. god, Professor Layton has such a boner for robots. I know, I love it. And it's so, so Sonic, not the people making. Yeah, no, Layton. just Layton. And so Layton robotic specifically has a boner for robots. Them, and they're Please like chasing don't have them. Layton have a boner for the robotic wolves. Please don't have. No. Layton. Oh no. <laughs> Professor Layton is a furry. <laughs> no. <laughs> He has a boner for the robot. They chase them into these Y'all, do you want to know something wild? Yeah. My first exposure to Vore as a concept <laughs> what? was reading 
Professor Layton fanfiction. No! On fanfiction. No! On who? On FF On fanfiction. In 2010. Who for God? Most of the time, it was that. I don't remember his name, but like the German guy German? from Curious Village. Oh, no, he has oh, like a very big mouth. He has a very big God. mouth. Oh. And usually it was him boring Luke and Layton being like, I'm weirdly turned on right now in the background. <laughs> the thing is, is, I mentioned this to you guys earlier. Maybe oh it was just God. you. It was but I, I mentioned it earlier where I was like, I'm really scared of the Layton fanfiction fan, fan fandom because all the... The only fanfics I've ever read about Professor Layton have been, like, nine-year-old Luke and then, like, 38-year-old Layton fucking baby Luke, and it's terrifying, and I it's just literally bad. want to explode every time I read it's it, because I'm like, yeah, this is disgusting. Most of the Professor Layton fanfic that I have experience with is, like, heavy crack fic. Okay, <laughs> There's and no serious Thomas fix. still quotes some of that crack fic that I read Which to him one is in that? 2010. What, what is the name of I that? I have no idea. Like yesterday about Waluigi's five ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> God bless. Crack fan fiction is so good. It is. It really and is. It's a form of art. <laughs> okay. But yeah, and so what? Okay, sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh my god. No, I'm a big fine. tangent man. So uh, are we all. It'd be like that. I'm a big old tangerine. <laughs> it's so. fine. When I cut it down, it will be extremely funny. That's good. You are a tangerine named beef. Go on. <laughs> so, so they're like, th they get into these huge bamboo cages, and they're like, okay, we need to get across this bridge, because if we don't get across the river, basically, the wolves will eat them, or they will be stuck. And the whole thing is just like, if you finish, if you finish all the puzzles and you f win the prize, you get the elixir of eternal life. I fucking forgot to mention that. I'm so daft. I'm so sorry. That's some dramatic shit. Yeah, you get the elixir of eternal life. And so everybody that's on this has been waiting for the elixir of eternal life. They got, like, tips that they were, like... Oh, so it's like it a out. rich person cruise where yeah. they're all there to like yeah. obtain yeah. something. Yeah, it's like this a rich show. Is yeah. like when they it and really then there is, were none. It yeah. really is like an Agatha Christie like murder mystery yeah. where everyone is there because they want something out of it, and then they all die because of their own like exactly. greed or hubris. Exactly. Layton is there because he wants to get to the bottom of the mystery. Layton is there because he's curious and scientific. Exactly. Just like that village. Keep in mind, Layton is. My hot man, who is also a archaeologist. He's I your top hat man. Yeah. What? <laughs> I I love Professor it. Layton is not a top. <laughs> but the well, thing is, is I mean, you're right, but he shouldn't say it. But the thing is, he's a switch, and here is why. So, <laughs> oh my God, are we really? Yes. Are we go on. Okay, so the, to finish this off, because I want to try and finish Eternal Diva and then get back, go back in time to Miracle Mask, because I totally skated over that shit, which is really important to me. Miracle Mask? <sighs> which platform is that? 3DS. That is 3DS, unfortunately. Okay, there's a bunch on 3DS, mm -hmm. huh? There's yeah. Like three, at least. There's three. Yeah. It's three on 3DS, one movie. Um, if you want to count Phoenix Wright, that counts too. Elias really likes 3DS. Phoenix Wright. I really love Phoenix Wright. Have I you don't love it? Professor Ray Layton as much as Phoenix Did Wright. You I have play not it? played the crossover yet. Because I'm not do. there in the timeline yet. Okay, when you get there in the timeline, please do. It is literally one of my favorite games. 
of the entire series. I'm huge on Phoenix Wright, I'm huge on Layton, <coughs> but even if I didn't like either of them, it's got an amazing soundtrack. <laughs> the art is gorgeous. Mary, what are you up to over there? Idris messaged me ten Don't minutes cut ago. Hyper off. Sorry, oh, I'm okay. sorry, sorry. This is very it's short. Okay. I didn't have, it's not gonna go this. anywhere, so it doesn't matter. He just messaged me ten minutes ago. I just saw what may or may not be a Rasputin's penis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's an entire bullying corpse penis there. And I said, please. (laughs) There's an entire episode of Asking Mortician about that. Idris just messaged me again. I'm not showing it to you, so don't ask. Raspupine. I am protecting you. Amaius. My darling. I'm very drunk. You're cursed. Please go have some carbs. I did. I ate Ra, the whole I don't know the tune of that song because I've Ra, never heard it. Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. Oh, that's a shame. How he. I was so stressed out on the right here. I literally was like, 
I was like half crying the whole way here because I was oh. like, nobody's gonna like me. I'm very abrasive and I, no. I'm scared. Listen, but Kuiper, like, I can with all three. I'm just terrified <laughs> of moving here. Like, I moved here two months ago with like nothing but my year long relationship with Charlie and the other year behind that that we were talking to each other. Yeah. And. Like the one conversation I had with Mary in a cafe that one time when I was here. Yeah, and I was dissociating the whole time because what the fuck is Wisconsin? Yeah. yeah. Wisconsin's pretty You're so, so valid. I'm like, drink another. I moved here two months ago and I still don't know fucking anybody. But then y'all come and have the same weird experience as I did and you're super cool folks. We're like, all gay hello. here tonight in this chili. I feel sappy in this chili. <laughs> I feel sappy. <laughs> I feel God in this chili. we all this, too. We're all just gay and love our long-distance friends. Yep. It's a mood. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Uh, it's Mary. Um, yeah, so that was the second part of the episode we recorded when Kuiper and Rylan came to visit us for uh, Pride Month, so <laughs> it's now been, okay, so that was June, July, August, September, the middle of October, wow, <laughs> so it's been a long-ass time, but we're uh, trying to, we're hoping to get back on a more regular recording schedule now, uh, we have another Twitter friend of Charlie's lined up to come on the show, and then we are going to have Kat back, probably, to talk about rocks. And I think right now those are the only two we have planned out. But um, also, <laughs> right now I am deep, 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 deep in the shit into Good Omens. We recorded an episode that was an hour of me yelling about Good Omens and then half an hour of Charlie talking about... Um, I honestly can't even remember <laughs> because Good Omens. But uh, I don't know what we're going to do with that episode yet because honestly, like... It's an hour of me talking about Good Omens, so I might get rid of it. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Anyway, anyway, uh, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, this has been Spin, the Drunk Special Interest Podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes as Spin Podcast. Uh, you can leave us a review on there if that's your thing. If not, don't worry about it, because, like, honestly, I don't know how iTunes works at this point, and I'm sure most of you don't either. <laughs> Uh, you can also find us on anchor.fn as spin-podcast. The music that we had featured for our little uh, intermission bit earlier is The Entertainer by Scott Joplin. Uh, the music that we use as our outro music was done by our friend Rylan, who was featured in this episode. You can follow her work at aqua-girl.bandcamp.com. Uh, if you'd like to talk about your special interest or hyperfixation on the show... You can visit us on Twitter at spin underscore podcast or on Tumblr at spinpodcast.tumblr.com. Or if you want to email us, you can email us at spinpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's everything. Thanks for listening. Uh, we are trying to do some more recording. This is We're trying to pick back up with this project because this summer uh, was just kind of a mess for everyone. So yeah, thanks for sticking with us and talk to you next time.